We want to begin our scripture reading this morning in the book of Exodus, chapter 32. Now, if you want to be turning to the book of Exodus, chapter 32, and we'll turn to some other places uh, here in just a moment, but we want to look at Exodus chapter 32 for just a moment. And as you're turning to the book of Exodus chapter 32, I want you to think about something. Uh, Our title this morning would be, While You Wait. While You Wait. Stores have caught on to the idea that if you make people wait and you put things for sale, people are likely or more likely to buy it than if there's nothing there. I'm not going to ask you this morning how many have ever bought something as you were walking through the line or while you were standing there, you looked at it long enough, you're like, well, I think I need this. But I got curious uh, recently about why people wait. What happens to us while we wait? So I started thinking about people that wait in a doctor's office or they wait to go to an appointment. And I've noticed a lot of times there's different things that happen. I looked them up and one is, is that, and I uh, had to write these down because I couldn't remember them all. But it says, while people wait, it says, unoccupied time feels longer than occupied time. Would you agree with that? That if you've got time that's occupied, Time goes by faster than if it's unoccupied and you're just sitting there. And you'll notice a lot of waiting rooms have caught on to this because they've put in fish aquariums. So what do you do? You watch the fish swim around. You occupy your time. They put televisions. And I have my concerns about 24-hour news media being on in, in waiting rooms. But nevertheless, the idea is if you can occupy people, then their time goes by faster. I think you'll see that our society is creating beings that struggle with waiting. Another thing it talks about is that uncertain waits are longer than known waits. In other words, the doctor's office comes out and tells you, the doctor will be with you in 15 minutes versus a doctor will say, I'll just see you when the doctor's ready. We don't know. it. If it's, if it's concrete and we know we've got 15 minutes to wait... That's a whole lot better than, well, any minute now. Has anybody ever been any minute now for about two hours? How much does that wear you out? Well, they should be coming out any time now, or practice should be over any time now, and you just wait and you wait and you wait. We struggle with while you wait being if we know it's a certain time versus an unknown time. What about this? Unexplained waits are longer than explained waits. In other words, you're driving down the road and you see a construction sign, you get in traffic, that's an explained wait. You know that you're going to be in slow traffic. What happens when you're driving down the road and all of a sudden traffic's backed up and you're like, well, I don't get this. There's no signs. And you start assuming, is it a wreck? Or, you know, we start thinking about all these things because we struggle with waiting, wanting to know why we're waiting. If we know in advance, we're more prepared for that. Let's go like this. This also says, now there was a there were several of them that were out there, but and I usually would like to get into scripture, but I, I wanted to share this with you for just a moment. Unfair weights seemingly are longer than equal weights. In other words, things that we feel like are fair and justified, we'll wait for them. 
But if it's unfair, then we want to try to say, let's speed this up. Has anybody ever gone to a checkout line that's seemingly going slow, and you've thought to yourself, or you've thought out loud, well, if they would just do this, or they would just do that, this would go a little bit faster. We struggle with waiting. You're going to see where this is going here in just a minute. I also read that it says that people will wait for something that's more valuable Versus waiting for something less valuable. You'll wait two hours to talk to the doctor, but you're not going to wait two hours to find out what kind of filter you need for your refrigerator. Those just two, the value of those things are a little bit different. I read another one. It says that people often think that waiting alone feels longer than when you're waiting with people. I agree with that too. Here's probably the one that really set home with probably a lot of us. When you are physically uncomfortable, time seems to stand still versus when you're sitting somewhere comfortable. Now, going into a meeting, I don't know many people that have recliners sitting there waiting on you to be comfortable. Because the whole idea is you would not sit there very long. I tell you all these things this morning just to get your mind thinking about. Do we struggle with waiting? Look at the drive-thrus. Look at convenience stores. Look at all the things that we have that we want faster and faster and faster. And I have to ask myself, are we creating a people that gets impatient on waiting for God? Folks, I have no idea what God is trying to do in your life, but I'm telling you this, wait on God. While you wait this day and while you're waiting for God to work himself, are you still trusting in God? The 32nd chapter of the book of Exodus. And when the people saw that Moses delayed to come down out of the mount. Here's where the impatience come in. The people gathered themselves together unto Aaron and said unto him. Up, make us gods. We shall go before us. So in other words, God, if you're not going to hurry up, let's get impatient and say, you know what? Let's do this my way instead of God's way. Folks, I want to be very clear this morning. There's only one way and that's God's way. Any other way that we deviate from that while we wait on God, we are going to get away from God and what he wants. Let's keep reading here. So it says, for as this Moses, the man that brought us about the land of Egypt, we want not... What is become of him? It's not surprising that the people of Israel got impatient. It's not surprising that our society today wants faster, faster, faster. Yes, I'm one of those people that will go through a fast food drive through And I always look at the little clock up there. There's always a clock because they want to know how fast they can get you out of there. How fast the food can be prepared. How fast, how fast, how fast. Folks, over and over again, the people of Israel were reminded to stand still and watch God work. Folks, you cannot get ahead of God and we definitely don't need to get behind God. We need to wait on God. So while you wait, what are you doing on God? What are you doing? Are you just sitting still? The people of Israel, notice what happened. It says... When the people saw that Moses delayed to come down out of the mount, the people gathered themselves together unto Aaron. People were getting restless. I don't know how much you all study about attention spans and, and, and people, but 
Folks, it seems like our society is getting more and more people that just can't wait. They 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 got to have it now and they got to have it instantly. Matter of fact, our phones have got to be faster. Our computers have got to be faster. We want the lines to be faster. But for the people of Israel, they got so impatient, they got ahead of God. I have to admit, there's a lot of times in my life when I... While I'm waiting, I get a little patient with God and I want to say, you know what, God, let's just let's throw our gold in, in, and let's just make our own God that we can do. It says, when the people saw that Moses delayed to come down out of the mount, here's where the problem is. They got tired of waiting on God, so they took matters in their own hands. I have absolutely no intentions of trying to belittle anybody here this morning. But folks, I had rather my life be in the hands of God than in yours. I'd rather that my life be in the hands of God even instead of my own hands that I might do these things. When God says that you need to wait and all of a sudden the people, it says that they begin to, to, to delay so they, they're waiting on Moses to come down, that they begin to, to take matters in their own hand. Psalms in the 27th Psalm in the 14th verse says, Wait on the Lord. Sometimes we have to wait by faith on God's will to be revealed in our life. Folks, I am not very good at waiting. I'm not very good at seeing what tomorrow holds, but we wait on God. And notice what happens is the people got uh, to a point that they got impatient. You know, today I wonder how many people has Satan got impatient to where they started to rush God. And while they waited, they decided to take matters into their own hands. How often do these things happen? I want to turn over to the book of Psalms for just a minute. The 37th division of the book of Psalm. A lot of people don't want to wait. I personally feel like that's one of the reasons that, for example, gambling is probably a problem with people is. They want a lot, but they don't want to have to earn or work for anything. They just want a lot and want it a lot right now. We, we create this instant society. Psalms in the 37th chapter. Let me read you the 34th verse. Wait on the Lord. Why do you wait? Folks, it's one thing to wait on me. It's another thing to wait on God. The psalmist said, wait on the Lord and keep his ways. His ways, singular and he shall exalt thee to inherit the land. When the wicked are cut off, thou shalt see it. Is there anybody here this morning beside myself that finds it easy to say, well, that's not fair. That's not fair. Why does this happen to this or this happen to that or this goes on here and that goes on there? We have a lot of things that we want to say, Lord... I'm waiting on you to show me the, the quality of all this, but there's a lot of things that are not fair. Notice what he said. Wait on the Lord. Folks, it's easy to get impatient. As a matter of fact, I'll say this. Out of all the times that you've gotten impatient in your life, you wish there was a TV that was there or a magazine you could read or a phone that you could get on or maybe you wish that, 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 the, uh, that the receptionist would speed this up or the cashier would go faster. In other words, isn't it easy to criticize while we wait of how this thing could have run better? Is there anybody here want to suggest to God how that your life could be better? 
Folks, God already knows. We don't need to tell God and negotiate with God. We need to listen to God. For it says, wait on the Lord. You know, evil seems like it has a lot of prosperity. Why does evil keep getting bigger and better and seemingly more? But there are days coming for notice what he said. For he says, when the wicked are cut off. But, but I want to go back and listen to this first part. Of it. it says, wait on the Lord and keep his way. If there's one thing that you can hear from me this morning, while you wait, it would be the second part of that, and keep his way. While you wait on God, keep his way. I want to encourage that to you. I want to drive that home to you again this morning. While you are waiting on God, keep his way. People are waiting for their children to be saved. People are waiting for their parents to get healthy. People are waiting for their neighbors to get into church. While you wait, listen to this. Keep His way. It's easy to see others cheat, lie, and prosper. And for us to say, why don't we do what others are doing while they cheat, lie, and prosper? Let's also cheat, lie, and prosper. Folks, today, notice what he said. The wicked's going to get cut off. And he said, they shall see it. We're going to see that wrong does not always equal right in the eyes of God. While we wait, we always come up with other means and methods and things that we can do to try to help God out. The people of Israel, they got impatient that they started melting down this gold. For notice what he said here. He says, he shall exalt thee. He goes on his own to say, he says, to inherit the land. Folks, today, you know what? The wicked can have all this world they want to. They can have all the riches. They can have, they can have the land that's got gold on it. They can have the land that's got oil on it. But I want to tell you about a land that I believe is far richer than any land or possession we can have here. Folks, I believe it's Canaan's land. I believe it's a place that we call heaven where the Bible says that the streets, they're pure gold. In other words, it's a place that flows with milk and with honey. Folks, I believe that heaven is far greater than anything we can have here. But by patience, we must await that day. Is anybody here besides me this morning get anxious about wanting to go to heaven and enjoy all these good things? So since we've not gone to heaven, let's see what we can enjoy while we're here on this earth. Folks, I want you to, while you wait for the Lord to come for you, while you wait for Him, notice what He said. Please say, and keep His way. I believe this day that there's a lot of things that God wants us to do, and we have to keep His way. For let me read to you that 32nd chapter of Exodus. Let me read you that verse one more time. It says that when the people saw Moses delayed to come down out of the mount, the people gathered themselves together unto Aaron and said unto him, Up! Make us gods which shall go before us. Do you believe that we have a rebellious nature about us? And let me, let me define what I mean by that. Do you think that a child, you think about a small child when they're told not to do something, that they're going to have the instincts, not told to do it, a natural instinct, to do what they're told not to do. Folks, that's called rebellion. It's not that they're bad. It's not that you raised them wrong. We have to understand that we are born with a rebellious nature. When God tells us not to do something, we have to do that. For notice what he said. They, they said here, he says, Make us gods which shall go before us. 
just a little bit earlier there in the book of Exodus. I want to turn back and read for just a second. Exodus in the 20th chapter. The fourth verse says this. Thou shalt not make... Now, a lot of times we think there, but a lot of our problems in our life is self-created by us while we wait. Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image or likeness or anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them nor serve them. They knew what they were not supposed to do, but they did it anyway. Does anybody here want to jump on board and go ahead and admit to it that our nature is, we know right from wrong, but sometimes we choose wrong? It's our nature. You know that you need to be seeking after God, but you'll walk out of the church house when God's troubling your heart. You'll know that there's something you should say or something you should do. But while you wait on God, we decide to take matters in our own hand. And what they're saying here in Exodus in the 32nd chapter is, Make us gods which shall go before us. These people knew right from wrong, but their religion or their, their teachings were all talk and no action. Notice what I said there. He said, it's all talk and no action. Uh, and here he talks about how that, uh, that he says, Make us gods which shall go before us us. Go back one more chapter in Exodus chapter 19 and listen to this 8th verse here. Does this sound like lip service? The same people that had already been told not to have gods, Exodus in the 19th chapter in the 8th verse says this, all that the Lord has spoken, we will do. You know what God? It don't matter how many things you put on my list to do, we're going to do it. Boy, that's lip service right there. Folks, God does not want lip service. He wants our heart. He wants us today to surrender our heart unto Him. How many of us this morning are guilty? And I'm, I'm, I'm raising both of my hands, and I'd raise all four of them if I had them. I would tell you today that I am not just guilty once, but over and over and over again of knowing what God wants me to do, but, but seemingly by our nature, while I wait on God, is to get ahead of God and do just what they did and make us gods which shall go before us. Do you believe that God today uh, wants us to find false gods or fake gods, I guess you might even say, to a point that we want to just do our own thing, our own way, without the leadership of God in our life. And that's why he tells us that we need to wait on him because we are a rebellious people by our nature. Turn over to the book of Ezekiel for just a moment, the 20th chapter. Ezekiel chapter 20, if you want to turn over there and read for just a minute. Ezekiel chapter 20, let me read to you the 13th verse here. But the house of Israel... We're not talking about the heathen people. The house of Israel rebelled against me in the wilderness. It's kind of an odd situation that you would think the ones that say they love you the most are the ones that's going to rebel against you. You know what? There's a lot of religious people that are going to rebel against the Lord. For it says that they walk not in my statutes. Folks, Israel had trouble obeying God. And here again, we talk about all these things that we go by is that, uh, that they did not want to do. 
For notice what he's saying here in that 13th verse. He says, But they rebelled against me in the wilderness. They walked not in my statutes. They despised my judgments. Which if a man do, he shall even live in them. And my Sabbaths they greatly polluted. Then I said, I would pour out my fury upon them in the wilderness to consume them. Notice what happened here. They despised my judgments. You know, a lot of people don't want to hear the word of God for what they have in their life. A lot of people don't want to hear God say, wait right here. A lot of people don't want us to wait uh, wait on God. And why are you waiting on God today? Do you ever find it easy just to do these things and rebel against God and not do what He tells them to do? And that's what He's talking about here in Exodus chapter 32. They said, make us gods which shall go before us. But here's what was happening to the people. They got impatient. They begin to murmur against all the things and the situations they were in. So it finally gets to a place that they were just going to, to, to lash out against Moses. So let's read on down there. And it says, For as for us, this is Exodus 32 and 1. It says, For uh, as for this Moses... The man that brought us up out of the land of Egypt, we want not what is become of him. Here's their situation. Moses had brought them out. By the way, let's let's have a, a, a very large disclaimer in here. It wasn't Moses that brought them out. It was God that brought them out. But they were giving credit to Moses. So what the problem that they run into is, is that... Instead of them relying on God, they were relying on a man. Now I want to tell you something. I'm going to give you, I'm going to go ahead and surrender this. I believe there are some good people in this life that God will use to help us get where we need to be. I believe in that. But folks, there is nobody that replaces God. Nobody in our life that replaces God. Notice what happened here. It says, as for Moses, they said, we don't know where he is. Well, the problem is, they knew exactly uh, where Moses was. Because if you go back there uh, in the book of Exodus, in that 24th chapter, let me turn back and read that, the 24th chapter there, and in the 14th verse it says, And he said to the elders, Tarry ye here for us until we come again with you, and behold, Aaron and her are with you. If any man have any matters to do, let him come unto them. He told them where he was going. But they, how soon they forget what God had told them or what Moses had ultimately told them was going to happen. It says, as for this Moses, notice what happens. It says, as for this Moses, they said, we want not what is become of him. You know, this morning I prayed that we would not get impatient on God, but we would wait patiently upon God and wait patiently upon him. And not murmur and complain and, and say, well, well, where is this man at? You know, people wonder, where's Jesus at in our life? Where, where are all these things at? You know, God, if you love me, why is this situation happening? Or why are these circumstances happening? And I go back to the weight game. While you wait for God, do you firmly believe in that? Do you know what faith is? It's believing in something before it ever happens. Do we believe or do we have an ounce of doubt in there? For let me turn back just a little bit earlier here in the book of Exodus. And I know we've spent a lot of time here. This is not the first time here in Exodus 32 they were upset with Moses. Let's turn back to Exodus for just a minute, the 15th chapter. 
And here's what happens in the 24th verse. And the people murmured against Moses saying, what shall we drink? They all begin to murmur and complain. And they, they, you know what I, here's the way I like to look at this. They were justifying the means. They were going to do wrong against God, but they were going to get impatient with God. So what did they do? They were going to blame somebody else. So if they did wrong, it wasn't their fault. It was Moses' fault. Boy, does that sound 2022-ish. Well, it's not my fault. It's somebody else's fault. So therefore, I did this. And they should be held accountable for that. So they murmured against Moses. Moses, if you would have been here and not gone up to the mount, we would have never worshipped the golden calf. Well, he told them where he was going. But notice what happened here. 15 and verse 25 says this. And he cried unto the Lord, and the Lord showed him a tree. Folks, this was not Moses' fault. But notice what was going to happen. Moses was not the problem, but he was going to lead them to their solution. Folks, Jesus is not our problem, but he'll sure lead us to our solution. But notice what he said here. And he cried unto the Lord, and the Lord showed him a tree. Now, do you remember the question of the 24th verse? What shall we drink? And the Lord showed a tree? Come on, folks, this is not lining up. But this is another reminder that God will take the most unrealistic things in our life and He'll provide our needs. Notice what He said. And the Lord showed Him a tree, which when we had cast into the waters, the waters were made sweet. God was going to change it because of a tree. Now, there's a whole lot we can read and understand this, but notice what happened here. It says, The waters were made sweet. There He made for them a statue and an ordinance. And there He proved them. You know a lot of people today, God has to show that He can give exactly what they need. Why do you wait today? Is there anybody want to go back in your time of your life, and I don't care how short or long it is, that you can say that when you waited on God that He gave you what you needed? Maybe you're hurting today, but you know that if you can do His work and you can do His will while you wait on Him and you do the things of the Lord that that He's going to provide for you, has there ever been a time that God's let you down? Now, when I say God has let you down, is it because you got impatient with God? Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. While you wait today, notice what happened to them. It says that they finally made these gods. Notice what happened here is that they they, they made these gods. uh, And it says, which shall go before us. For as this Moses, the man that brought us about the land of Egypt, we want not what is become of him. You know, there's a lot of people that want to murmur and complain about Moses. But the problem wasn't with Moses, but the problem was with them. You know... And I'm going to hush in just a minute. I don't mean this in a rude, disrespectful way. But really to our world today that is not lacking on telling you what's wrong. I really want to say is the problem everybody else or everything else? Or is it our own selves? Folks, that's a, I guess lacking a better phrase, that's a, that's a tough pill to swallow. When we have to admit that it's us. While we wait on God, are you going to get impatient with God? Why you wait on God? Do you, do you need to get distracted? And you know, we and I, I, our minds, boys, we start. Our minds are firing things off. We're, we're we're wanting something so instant, but we have to wait on God. And the people of Israel got so impatient that it says 
uh, that while they were waiting on God, it says they wanted to make up gods which shall go before us. Folks, the only one that we need going before us is God. We need that cloud by day and a fire by night to guide us on the path that we need in our life. And as we read to you there, and I'm, and I'm going to be in the closing in just a second, but as we read this here in the 32nd division uh, of, of uh, the book of Exodus here, it says that we don't know where he is, but you can keep reading there. So Aaron said unto them, Break off the golden earrings which are in the ears of your wives and your sons and your daughters and bring them unto me. So the people were just waiting on something false and fake. And then they just jumped on it. Do you know why people jump on falsehood or something not authentic or real? Because they want it to be that easy. I'm going to say that one more time. When things are hard and things are tough, we're looking for a crumble of something that'll just make it that easy. You mean instead of waiting, all I got to do is take my earrings off? You, you mean instead of waiting, which we have to admit, waiting's not easy. You mean instead of waiting, I can take off my bracelets and all these golden things? That's all I've got to do? Folks, people today are going to try to simplify the work of God. And sometimes it's just simply... Waiting on Him. So while you wait today, what are you going to go through? I want us to get a song this morning if we could.